Hello, wrestling fans and marks alike. Welcome to Headlock and Hip Tossed with your host, Agent Frost, along with my comrades. Queen B. Wrong. Wrong. No. Madam B. She's official Madam B now. Yeah, she'll always be my queen. Aww. Isn't that cute? And who, and who are you, sir? Big Daddy Day. Alright. Uh-uh. Tonight's card goes as advertised. We're going to talk about the uh, latest in wrestling, as well as our topic, the uh, most gruesome injuries in world, in the world of wrestling. So if you guys are squeamish, well, they just skip to, to the it. main event. They can listen. I mean, it's not like we're... Well, we're going to be describing in detail, so... Well, yeah, but we're not showing pictures of it. That's true. Unless, no. we, unless, we, unless we go uh, in grapple vision. No. <laughs> Shout no, out to our, OSW. Um, it are is this gonna be like a gold star episode? What do you mean? Well, in another podcast that I listened to, um, last podcast on the left, they have what they call the gold star episodes, where they openly admit that it's going to be a lot, where it's gonna be a little gruesome. Well, this is a well, no, well, well, yeah, viewer discretion is advised when it comes to our topics. And if you make this it through it, topic. and if you make it through it, we will give you a gold star. Alright, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with that being said, let's kick it off with the pre-show. Breaking news coming up next. Welcome to the pre-show, everybody. Breaking news coming at you. Uh, so, before we get into our meal, what happened in this week of wrestling? Oh, did anybody watch SmackDown? It has no oh, oh Friday SmackDown yeah lost the highlights. What what was good on there? <coughs> their tea well, their teasing Besi- their teasing besides Goldberg and the Fiend obviously. Well, they also teased the set or teased and set up for again another one at not the greatest Rumble. Um, Elimination Chamber. No, for the Saudi the next Saudi show. Uh, Super like, Showdown. Yeah, for Super Showdown with the steel cage match. With Roman and Corbin. Roman and Corbin. Okay. Um, Also, we had a few more NXT sightings. Okay. A wild NXT has appeared. Wow. Who was spotted? Uh, Baszler and Rhea Ripley. That's on Raw. Happened on SmackDown too. Oh, interesting. Well, at least uh, (laughs) I think it was. I think it. I know. I think. I don't know. I think I can't. I I think I can't remember. (laughs) It's fine. Um, so backtracking even further, uh, NXT and AEW. This is from the mouth of Jim Cornette himself. AEW was the better show. Oh my God! He actually Cornette said, said it. Yes. That's and crazy. I and for once I well in rare times I actually agree with him. AEW stood out more than NXT this week. With the because because NXT, the only thing I really cared about was Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. and Rhea Ripley. Bianca Belair's there, obviously, because she's challenging Rhea, but she didn't need to be there, and it was all kind of a mess. Uh, Finn Balor, I think, was trying way too hard in that promo. But it's Finn. But it still sucked. Yeah. Because it, it's like a guy acting heel and then instead of being heel. You, you know, you Which can, we you all can know easily he, tell the difference. Yeah, and the, and the sad part is, is for anybody who knows the prince. Right. You've seen... But even back then, he wasn't really known for his promos. No. no he wasn't. 
Right. So that's so. His promo skills needs a little bit of work. Yeah. Which is what we've been saying for years. Um, although we did have a sighting mm-hmm. on we're moving to Raw. We no, did not not yet. Oh. Not yet. We gotta finish that. We gotta finish. We gotta talk about AEW. About the lashes. Well, I thought we were gonna talk about Raw then AEW. Well, because AEW happened last Wednesday, and we're well, gonna look we forward to this week's AEW. AEW. Mm-hmm. So we're bookending from okay. Wednesday to Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, viewer discretion is advised for this particular portion. Uh, Cody's the fucking man. This is this is kind of one of the reasons why Frosty and myself decided to want to do the gruesome injuries. This in a Facebook a viral Facebook video of a wrestler jumping from the second story of a mall. Yeah. Um. So, but Cody took ten lashes. Nine of them were to the back, one to and the, chest. the last one was to the chest. One from Warlow would shock the crap out of me. Well, I mean, Warlow. I mean, it looked like it sucked. Yeah, Warman Warlow is his next opponent. Yeah, and uh, and next, Steel Cage. Yeah, next, and this the, on Wednesday. Well, two weeks from now. Oh, two weeks. Oh yeah, that's right. Leading up to the pay per view, right? And uh, things in Atlanta. Yeah. But yeah, did you get wind of this matter? I saw a video of it on YouTube, and I have to, and from or on Instagram, mm-hmm. one of the two. And from what I had seen, it was. Ooh, I I mean I I'm 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 getting I'm getting shudders going down my spine just thinking about it because it was it was that horrific to look at. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think I don't believe anything was was uh, gimmicked, was it? No, no, in fact, in fact nothing was used, gimmicked. They used a brand spanking new belt. If you watch the video mm-hmm. or you watch the program, you can see when Cody took the belt off, it was brand new. There were no bends in it. Mm-hmm. Hell, it still had the factory bend in. Yeah. So wow, um, a lot of people came on on his behalf. Arn Anderson. Dust, uh, Dustin, the Young Bucks, and Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, Brandy Rhodes character. Yes, leading to this, Brandy has been posting uh, recent videos on Twitter. One with her therapist, who is a relative to Cody, mm-hmm. and one where she's where she burned her Nightmare Collective gear. Fast forwarding to on Dark on that Tuesday, where uh, Mel beat up Awesome Kong because Awesome Kong's gonna go and glow now. Oh, yeah. okay. So, uh, so Nightmare Collective has been is uh, imploded. Yeah. So, uh, ladies, and <clears throat> sorry to interrupt again, but to those who are to say, "Oh, finally, AW, listen," no, it was Brandy. Yeah, yeah, that was part of my rumor mill. Is it was Brandy? It was Brandy's decision, mm-hmm. not the creative team. If but, you guys, oh, sorry, go ahead. For those who are wondering about Glow, yes, season three is getting ready to start shooting. And the rumor has it that they're filming here this year. Hmm. Interesting. And we'll talk off the cuff about it first, um, and then we'll get our sources before we say where. Right. I want our sources to be... Credible. Credible. Okay. Um, for those of you guys who wants to hear Brandy's uh, you know, full, ex- full, full disclosure on why she dropped uh, the Nightmare Collective... 
go on uh, Figure Four Online's website. I mean, on YouTube channel, she does an interview with um, Brian Alvarez. Ooh, we like him. Discussing the discussing uh, how she got into the business and why she dropped it and everything. Okay. So now we can get into Raw. Yep. A lot of shit happened on Raw. A yes. lot of shit. Um, question. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had vampires again in Raw. I thought vampires were out after 2011. What happened? Well, Did I, I miss mean, something? I mean, if you look at this particular person, this particular person does kind of shine like a vampire. Are we going Twilight now? Yeah, we're going Twilight. <laughs> I would not compare <laughs> the Queen of Spades to those sparkly, fairy, <laughs> glitter-covered vampires. Their promos are the fucking same. Any, well... Yeah, Shayna Baszler bit <laughs> Becky Lynch in the neck. Although I do like the fact that she got that Becky at the end kind of hijacked the uh, <laughs> yeah <clears throat> the ambulance. Um, MVP's lounge, MVP stock <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Cla- didn't go very it, well. Yeah, because Drew uh, Claymore kicked him. Oops. <laughs> he did it again. And uh, Rand and uh, Randy got confronted by Matt Hardy. Yep. And- Proceeded to RKO the hell out of him. Yeah. Well, we can now officially say that Matt has been fixed. Interesting. Um, but actually, that goes into my, to my rumor. Mm. Um, oh, but then again, you can pretty much read it because just about everybody and their uncle is reporting it. Go ahead. Um, after the angle with Randy Orton, uh, Matt sent out a tweet that just said, in all caps... Goodbye. Um, now it's no secret that it, as of um, March first, his contract is going to be done. Um, and per sources, per other, um, I think it was cage side seats that I initially read at first. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, um, but also I'm, I'm reading from our big source in No DQ. Uh, Matt has been very unhappy with the creative direction of his character. Where have we heard this crap before? Um, and apparently the rumor is going around that Matt Hardy will be the quote-unquote exalted one of the Dark Order in AEW. It's either him, Chris Daniels, or Brody Lee. Yep. And uh, Evil Uno sent out the following, You say goodbye, and I say hello. Alright, the Beatles called and said that was stupid. Teaser. Um, oh, and by the way, Velveteen Dream came back. Yeah. Yeah, we missed that. Um, so, going on that, my rumor mm-hmm. is a two-parter. Go ahead. So, we all, if you follow professional wrestling and while you're listening to this podcast... Transitioning to the rumor mill now. Um, yes. It's been no secret that the revival had not been happy campers for the past like year and a half. Especially one guy, Scott Dawson. Yep. Um, so Dawson has a little bit more time left on his contract due to injury. But while there, I think his contract is up. After Mania. After Mania. So the rumor is is that he's they're done with the company. Mm-hmm. And then after that, once they're done with their six-month no-compete clause, there's two places that I can see. I thought it was three because they're letting it expire. 
It's the only one they get fired is six months. I thought firing was nine months. Because look at Dean Ambrose. He had to wait three months. True. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so three months. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see them going one of two places. Mm -hmm. One is everybody wants them to go is AEW. A lot of people want them to go to AEW, but then again, anybody who leaves the E, they automatically think they're going to AEW. Yeah, it's just the first. It's the first option. No, it's not. Oh, well, for some people, yes. Some people, yes. But for me, well, who, who? Okay, let's 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 broaden this out. Mm-hmm. Where do you want them to see? Where do you want them to go? The National Wrestling Alliance. Makes sense. They could do well in. Uh, they would do extremely well in an old school style setting. Mm. I but it's kind of a caveat. I'd love to see them in AEW just to work with the OG Enforcer. Yes, that would be great. That'd be cool. Now That way we could actually have what we've wanted to see in the Brain Busters 2.0. Yes, I agree. Now, for me, I want to see them in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. I would love to see them. Why? Can you imagine them facing a lot of the tag teams there? Especially two in particular. God, the Gorillas of Destiny. Mm-hmm. I can see them being, you know, top guys, top guys jeans. Yeah. Yeah, but my. But I would love. This is my own opinion now. I, I understand. And I and I, but I would love. I would love to see that. Just, just for them to get on that main stage, kind of how Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows did for themselves. I see them benefiting more in Japan. Okay. Now, I second you on the AEW thing because I do want the Andersons to... I do want Arn to literally work with them. That would be great. But my question about New Japan mm. is if you bring in the top guys to go against God, mm. a heel on a heel never really works. Well, we don't know... Who, well, we don't know who's going to be in that part. I'm just going based spectrum. off of current... Right. Currently, they're both heels. Right. And they're not going to turn the be. They're not going to turn the Bullet Club face. Well, technically, there's only like two heels in that group. That's true. Kenta and Jay White. Oh. Technically, because God, God, God is, God's a heel, but they're over yeah. as faces. So. Well, they're over just period. Right yeah, now. it's like bad luck folly. Uh, Madam, be your thoughts. On, on uh, the tag team formerly known as the Revival, Currently. I can see it from both angles. I really can. Um, I could see them doing well in NWA. I could see them doing well, especially if they pair them with Arn Anderson, which they would be stupid not to. Um, in AEW, in in doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird to say. Sorry to interrupt, but I can spite. I can see out of them. Going with Tully. Out of pure spite? No, to have Tully, Sean Spears, in the revival. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds really nice. Yeah, if you really think about it, because, like, revivals are heels. Mm-hmm. Right? So, if you want that four horseman dynamic, your best bet to go with Tully at this point, unless Cody turns heel, which is not gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Go. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, that was my that was my whole thing. It mm-hmm. was like 
I I could see them being paired more with Arn, but now that you mentioned Tolly, I'm like, oh crap, I totally forgot, forgot about, about Tolly. The other brain buster. Whoops. So but yeah, I can see the I can see both these things happening. But speaking of something that we would kind of like to see happen. Go. Per no DQ, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns has already pitched a match for WrestleMania 37. WrestleMania ah. goes Hollywood. And Inglewood. Yep, yep. Inglewood <laughs> always up to no good. Oh, God. Flashbacks of 1998. Hey. And sorry. Squirrel. Um. During the WrestleMania 37 press conference, Roman Reigns pitched the pitched a match with The Rock for next year's event in Los Angeles. We know who's getting booed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Quote. I said it earlier. It, I said it earlier, man. If there's a stadium, hey DJ, check it out. You know everyone's dream match, me and him. First of all, we're family, so it's all love. If there was going to be an event for him to compete in, to perform in, a venue to hold that mass scale type of attention he will bring, it's right in your backyard. You know what I mean? You ain't got to go too far. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. I have a problem with that match. What's the problem? What's the problem? Nobody wants to see Roman Reigns wrestle The Rock. The Rock would fucking clean his clock ten ways to Sunday. Just promo-wise. And all the way to WrestleMania. You're not wrong. Of 40. You are not wrong. What I would rather see, if they want to work together, Mm -hmm. is... The, the Rock, Roman, and the Usos. Eight man tag. Mm. Versus Seth's posse. Versus Seth's posse. I don't want that. Why not? Why? State your case. First of all, it's a Teddy Long style match. I agree. It's it's gonna be bloated. It's gonna run too damn long. Everyone's gonna try and get their shit in. Well, that's the whole purpose of Mania. It's Mania. I know. Everything on Mania is bloody. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't... I Now, if you were to put Roman and The Rock in as a tag team, then I would understand. Well, the reason why I threw the Usos in is because Roman brought up family. So to me, when I think family, obviously, yes, I think the, I think the Anoyi family. Okay. But at the same time, who would go good against a family? A cult. Because a cult destroys families. He's trying to get the French fry. Or you know you know be even you want you wanna know what would be even more interesting? What? Roman and the Rock versus the Usos. Which he doesn't like. I don't but No, no, the thing is I don't mind I can see them pulling it off. I don't mind that because I can in my head I can see it working. Mm-hmm. But that would kill <clears throat> any freaking push that the Usos are gonna get. Well That's why I'm saying leave the Usos out of it. I was about to, let them have their own damage. I was about to say the Usos are already in the upper echelons of tag teams. I understand that, but like I said, if they're going to get a push for a titles again, 
in my opinion, that the, if they beat The Rock, they're if they decide to go with, hey, ooh, so you guys are going to beat your family, then that's going to catapult them. Well, um, we'll put some storyline into it. I'm talking. This is just you know throwing it out there because I can see uh, at Mania, I can definitely see the King's Court taking on the Bloodline, um, and then you know Roman and his, Roman and his posse um, on SmackDown, and then all of, then all of a sudden the Usos kind of get sour on Roman. And then Roman that. brings in The Rock, and then you have that match. But another one that I think... Or, sorry to interrupt again, sure. but... Or, you could have that match at SummerSlam, have the Usos go over... And then the rematch at Mania. And then the, rematch, and then the match between Rock and Roman at Mania. See, that would be... Storyline-wise, that would be better. But honestly, if The Rock is going to wrestle at Mania, mm-hmm. so Lord knows we know he's going to show up. Because uh-huh. it's Hollywood, why not? Uh, I would honestly like to see, and this is funny because I've been trying to get this styles of matches for a while for some of the older talent. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this as a retirement match. Yeah, why not? But John Cena have a rematch from what are they? Thirty. That's twenty nine. Twenty nine. I know where you're going with this. Third of a lifetime. Well, no. Well, I'm I'm kind of sour on the idea, to be honest. I was gonna say a triple threat to make it more credible with the way that Orton's character is going. Have Orton in there. That way, you have the two guys that broke out together. You can shake your head all you want, Teresa. No, I'm I'm listening to I'm listening to this. Okay, Teresa. Wait, way to break Kayfabe. Again. Go, go ahead. Go Kayfabe ahead. died with the age of the internet. That's true. Go ahead, uh, Big. But that's the way I see it. Is it's getting close to the time where, as Randy's uh, Viper or uh, Legend Killer gimmick, it's time to take the old dogs to pasture. So you're saying he's a flaccid snake? No, I'm saying Cena's the flaccid snake. So that way, The Rock and Orton can retire Cena. I'm not with it. The only reason I'm not with it is because if you're going to have a triple threat match with those three, all three of them need to retire. Well, the problem is, is out of the three... Who has the most longevity? Randy. And it's kind of one of those caveats of... Right. Do you really want... Three of your biggest wrestlers in the past uh, past twenty years going at each other. I mean, as as an attraction with no title belts, yes. That way you can move on because wrestling evolves. So you want to put you want to bring out your top stars and then have your old stars who are not doing anything. If you're gonna if you're gonna have them have the last farewell, why not have all have all three of them in a triple threat? Yeah, and then. This is the way my mind is running. All right. Well, one more say and uh, we'll throw it to Matt. Um, is at the end of this, mm-hmm. a certain Corbin comes out just to get the heel aspect running. Absolutely obliterates the other kid. And we're doing this at WrestleMania 37? We'll see how long Corbin's push lasts till then. Yeah. <laughs> but no. I'm saying, you 
Right. That would be credible because then he could be, then he could go on the oh yeah I retired Kurt Angle, <laughs> The Rock, and John Cena. What now? I was about to say if that's the case, have Randy Orton versus Corbin. <laughs> Nobody wants to. Legend see. Killer versus Career Killer. <laughs> go ahead, man. What's the difference? <laughs> I don't want any of that. <laughs> I kind of figured. Go ahead. I want none of that. <laughs> Keep John Cena away from WrestleMania. I don't give a shit. He didn't wrestle last year. Exactly. And it was awesome. Leave him out of it. Two. Neither did The Undertaker. Um, of Randy... Get, let him have his own damn match. Let him ride off into the sunset on his own. He doesn't need to be here. Or better yet, do put him in with Corbin. And no, because I don't want Corbin anywhere near a pay-per-view anymore anyway. Um, Tell us how you really feel. She is. Oh, I am. <laughs> I am. And as the Usos leave the Usos alone, the best thing for the Usos is to get them the hell away from Roman. Let them have their own run as a tag team as they should have been. They have. Exactly. But he's saying, but the big man here was saying, oh, put him with Roman and put him with The Rock because they're family in it. No. No. It's WrestleMania. It's The Rock's, and it's in The Rock's backyard. Right. I, I want the Roman versus The Rock match because it's the old guard passing the torch to the new guard. Sorry to say it, but that's what Roman Reigns is. Go ahead. And it, and as far as the Usos go, mm-hmm. and yeah, put them in the match with put them in a match with with Seth and his acolytes. Put them in uh, put them in a match with the New Day. I don't give a damn because I really don't give a damn about the tag team circuit right now anyway. I was about to say we'll keep saying that for two more years. Mm-hmm. Until they get until they get their heads out of their asses. Um but until then it's like okay and plus Roman wants the match with his big cousin. Let him have it. And if that's the way the rock rides off into the sunset and enjoys the glitz of glam in Hollywood, go bananas. Have fun. I I love seeing him in movies. He's really good. Especially his comedic timing. It's awesome. That's fine. I'm mm-hmm. okay with any of that. But as far as John Cena goes, get keep him off my television. He's been off for a while. I, no one has heard, hide, uh, heard anything from him. He's doing like other projects. Looking like JBL's younger stunt double. Fine. Get him the hell away from the ring. I don't care anymore. Randy can do something else. Put him in a different thing. I don't want... and I barely want the Legend Killer gimmick anyway. Because it just goes to show that creative's completely out of ideas. <laughs> okay, we can uh, actually put this into an, an actual topic. <clears throat> about... Yeah. Uh, where do you, about, um, you know... Putting the rocket on the new guard, finally. And how they should be booked. Exactly. That can be something for the future. And, that, uh, that could be a future episode. That could be a future episode. We'll let you guys know within a couple of weeks or so. But for the most part, I but, I like the idea. If mm-hmm. I like the ideas, a year ago I would have been in everyone's corner. I would have been like, okay, that all that sounds good. 
But now, with the way WrestleMania is now, which is completely bloated. 16 matches last year. 16 matches last year. It took forever. Two and we're just like, we don't. Do we need the extra stuff? No, we don't. You know, I'm. We could sit there and we could pick apart WrestleManias until we're blue. And that's why we haven't reviewed a WrestleMania on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's so much. Because you're looking at it and you're seeing, like, okay, this could have been here. This could have been. You know, you could. We. We have sat there and rearranged WrestleManias just on car trips because we're bored. Yeah, but, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, pretty much. But for the most part, I respect everyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, just leave it be. Just leave it be. Leave it the Rock versus the Big Dog and call it done. I am. They they're good as a standalone. Yes, leave it. The build up to it would be awesome. Just leave it alone. All right, now let's get to the other rumors so we can cap this off. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> no, you had a lot to say, you know, and uh-huh. I and I definitely agree. They're both big enough stars to where they can have a match on their own accord and draw money. Yep. It'll the, draw. The last rumor for me mm-hmm. is that Matt Hardy, or sorry, Jeff Hardy will be at the PC next week uh, seeing where he stands coming off of injury. Cool. Oh, and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Simone is, Simone Johnson is at the uh, PC as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fourth generation superstar. The first. Yes. <laughs> All right, I have one more thing. Uh, vents from two people for two completely different reasons. Uh, Xavier were Xavier Woods venting about his injury. Uh, also on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I've been, and he says on here, I've been doing a million and one things since I got hurt in order to stay ahead of my feelings. Unfortunately, today I woke up with intense emotion of how much I miss being able to wrestle. It is really messing with me, so I'm going to be off socials for a little while. So... <laughs> it's yeah. a it's a it's a it's a drug. Wrestling is a drug. Uh, yeah. As CM Punk used to say, my addiction is wrestling. Yeah. You know, especially with that that is your profession for so long, like you know, Creed is. So it's just because he's been in the business for over ten years. So it's like. But I mean that. But it, it's that understandable. Goes for, it's completely understandable if you know if you're injured and you know you're laid up in the. In bed for days, you kind of start going a little stir crazy. So I want to get back in the ring. <sighs> well, not only that, it's just somebody please get me out of this room. I am staring at the same four walls, and I'm starting to go insane. <laughs> Although, so I think I think he I think he's I, I was about to say I think he's a bit preoccupied with the channel and him being a father. So it's just like. I think it's that time in between. Yeah. Where he's, he's just like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, now what do I do? <laughs> I say it's the times that the kids are going to put to bed. Mm-hmm. And it's quiet, yeah. and it's just nothing but you and your thoughts. True. All right. And All right. To, to cap things off on a lighter note, yes. Um, this event, which is completely understandable, in an interview with BBC.com, our boy Drew... Drew McIntyre talked about his Scottish accent. (laughs) 
He says, we have the most difficult accent in the world to understand. True. And I had to adjust it slightly because I was sick of hearing the what Mm -hmm. for the first four years I was there. Nikki Cross, I feel so sorry. Mm. I need the world to understand me when I'm champion, raise the title and say, I bloody did it for Scotland. Yes. And yeah, it could be completely fair. It is difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. And, and I can understand how the what chance can be a little disconcerting. Charlotte Flair. Yeah. <laughs> so, poor so, guy. I felt, I I kind of feel his pain a bit. Yeah. Now let's get to the uh, shout outs. Shout outs! Section of the pre show. Starting with No DQ. Shout outs to Aaron Riff, Jeff Meacham, TJS. Big G, Noah Foster, who recently had a birthday. Uh, happy, Caitlin, happy birthday. And Virtue. Regrettably. Um, shout outs to K-Side Seats. Shout outs to Brian Zane for reviewing. Uh, he has, he has a, a... The latest episode was the um, No Way Out 2004. Cool. Wait. And shout outs to Christian Miracle. He reviewed Full Gear. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and shout outs to our favorite Reverend of Sin, our local boy turned good, Rob Risen. His birthday is today. Happy so, birthday. Happy birthday, Reverend Risen. Any shout outs for you, Big? Um, actually, no. But for those of you who are on our Facebook group, I just posted a funny video of Braun Strowman, uh, Drake Maverick, and Elias sitting at a tiny table. Eating tiny tacos from Jack in the Box. Hilarious. Has any have you guys ever had Jack in the Box? No. Yes. How is it? A burger joint. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I, the I, one, I never had the it. The one so. that I want. Uh huh. Is freaking In and Out Burger. I highly a, doubt it's gonna make its way here. Um, I heard what a burger's the better. Oh, what a burger tops In and Out. That's just my own opinion. <laughs> Don't at me. I just like the animal style first. Oh, I I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try both just for my own edification. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is what, what thirty minutes worth of a pre-show. We had, last, we had a lot to talk about, so bear with us. Um, we'll be right back with our main card. Stay tuned, y'all. Alrighty then, it is main card time. Main card. Yes. So, view discretion is advised. I am opening the 10 to 11 rule just for this segment only. Oh my god. Because we are talking about gruesome injuries, and a lot of these are cringeworthy. So I just want to get this out mm-hmm. before I throw it to you guys. I recently watched a documentary. It was a um, reality wrestling or something like that mm-hmm. on YouTube. I, once, once I uh, find out what actually, what, actually, I can probably look it up now. But um, this was just ridiculous. Hold on one second. And while he's looking that up. We forgot to talk about Impact. Something big happened in Impact while we're waiting. Yes. Um, we'll save that for the main event. Okay. So, let's see here. 
Mike. Yeah, because um, cause when you think about like gruesome injuries, you can think of broken ribs, broken arms, broken legs, and possibly the most botched blade job ever. Oh, yes. Reliving Wrestling is the uh, YouTube channel that I'm referencing for this because he did a review of JBL's uh, oh, Heel Run. No, Heel Run. Oh, okay. And we're not come on. We're not talking about JBL's botch job. He's never job. He's never botched a blade job. I'm talking about Eddie, the late great Eddie Guerrero, where he cut so deep he cut an artery in his forehead. And just seeing the highlight of just seeing the highlights of that through that video made me cringe so bad. Oh my god! Like when I was younger, I didn't care, but now that I'm older now and and like more educated. And you're sitting there going. Oh no! And just seeing it just drip, and there's puddles everywhere. There's like the production crew handed out towels to the crowd in the front row next to the barricade because there was blood on it. Yeah, that's how bad he cut himself. Jesus and Christ. Vince was literally calling them to stop the match, and they ignored it. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, he really cut himself, man. And that's, and that's to me, that's worse than, um, what was it? Uh, when New Jack cut that dude's, that kid's scalp. Oh, like, Julius. Yeah. So, it's so bad. Yeah. That's why I'm not a big fan of blading. I, I get it. And it's like, whenever I think of blading, you think of Eddie Guerrero, I think of all the times I've seen Stone Cold Steve Austin in the past <laughs> before death. Or when he's like bleeding on the back of his head. Uh, <laughs> like, what the heck? It, wasn't there one pay-per-view where... Royal Rumble 2001. Where he, it was spurting out of his head? Mm. Or am I thinking of something else? Or WrestleMania 13, but that was different. Yeah. But yeah, both, both, was legit. both of those... But yeah, Eddie's was worse. Because it was just straight. You want to talk about an actual crimson mask? Yep. It's it's deep red. I'm Uh, so glad that's frowned upon now. Yeah, it's one of the things I could have lived without. Yeah, so... Uh, What was some of your groups? So, name one that stands out for you, Big. For me? Mm Mm-hmm. Four stand out right out of the gate. Well, let's get the most the, the the one that stands out to you the most, and then we'll just go round robin. The one that stands out to me the most was the one two three kid. Mm. When he was with WCW. So six. Six. Okay. At Bash at the Beach, where he tried to do the moonsault and tore his anus. In the middle of a match, and you can actually hear him say, Ah, shit. I tore my ass. And then proceeded to try to find a way out of the ring in mid-match. Wow. Yeah, tearing a hole in your rectum is not great. Uh, no, it's not, but I'm... I'm sitting here. Maybe we need to see the clip, like at one point. It's been taken off the network. Oh, geez, I wonder why. Mm. Um, but oh man, not because of the language. Obviously, because of, of the injury. 
there, I mean, there are multiple, like, that one just stands out to me because I was a kid when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that stuck with you, didn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how often do you hear about someone literally tearing their rectum in a sporting event? Yeah, true. Um, happens a lot more than you think, but nobody reacts like that. No yeah. one, no one, no one screams, ah, I ripped my ass. No. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, never mind, that's a different story. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave the bad story alone. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Um, for me, when I think of horrific injuries, or the one face comes to mind, mm. Mick Foley, the hell in the cell where it looks like he's smiling at the camera. Oh, and his oh, tooth is up his nose. Tooth is up his nose. That will live with me, and it's it is no longer nightmare fuel. It's just it's just sad mm. because now he kind of makes a big joke of it, which is, you know, however you have to process, do what you got to do. I'm not mad, but I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm, I look at it and I'm like, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, cool. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I, I need to get him an ice pack. I, yeah, I need to do something. In the words of the Weasley twins, look, I'm holy. Jesus. <laughs> oh, you mean when uh when, when Mick Foley like, when uh, Cactus uh, Jack caught his ear on the on the cable and ripped his ear off? No, that's just ripping his ear off. I'm talking the hole he had in his lip from his tooth. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, and that's why everyone he was not smiling. He was actually poking his tongue through the hole. <laughs> to see, uh, Speaking uh, of teeth, Cesaro. Uh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, no mercy, two thousand seven. <laughs> He, he bit the turnbuckle post. Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. I mean, we, we, we understand that you're hungry, and we know that you need your iron, but dude, that's steel, not iron. Have some broccoli. I'm going to talk about a curb stomp. That sucks. Yeah, looking back at the video of it, it's like, oh, man, he ate it so bad, too. For me, the next one that sticks out is a two, it's a two for one. Go. Vincent Kennedy McMahon pulling both of his quads <laughs> trying to get into the ring. Rips both of his fucking quads. It was Rips one them. in the ring and one on in the one back. One on the way in and one in the ring. Oh my gosh. And for it to happen at a rumble. All because he was pissed off yeah. at the yeah. end of the day. That just shows you, ladies pissed and off, he didn't stretch at all either. Like, ladies and gentlemen, that shows you if you're going to get into a ring of any sort, stretch. Otherwise, you're going to pull a mini mat. True. Stretch and take a couple of deep breaths if you're angry. So we're talking about torn quads now. Uh, moving into that. Uh, Triple H, when he was trying to attack Jericho. Quad. Yeah, he rolled it and it said it rolled, rolled up like a I like saw a it. Dude, if you watch the video, you can watch it. The definite like leg. like you can tell well not, not only that, the definition of his leg just went it was gone. Yeah. Oh crap. Like you could see no muscle in there. Another one is for Triple H is his bicep. When he tore his bicep clean off the bone. Yeah. You can I mean all you have to do is just what was it? They posted a picture of it like three days later. And it was all black and, and it blue. And it was literally like the world's worst bruise. Like, take this for what it's worth. I've seen some bad bruises. I've gotten my fair share of bad bruises. Mm-hmm. I've never had one that was midnight. Yeah. Darker than your shirt. Um, another injury that comes to mind. 
the Enzo Amore oh, knockout. Unconscious. Yep. Caught his head, caught caught his head near the rope. Uh-huh. Yeah, not good. Yeah, I just remember seeing his face. Oh, dude, the way his head snapped. Yeah, off. we all looked at each. Yeah, we, yeah all, we were. We were all three of us were actually here at here at Cafe watching that match. We weren't actually. Yeah, we were watching it live, and in and I just remember we we oh, saw no. his face. TJ wasn't with us. Or Frosty wasn't with us yet. Um. Yeah, but I did watch it, and I remember like messaging you guys like, "What?" Yeah, did you me do? and me and Queen looked at each other and going. Um, can somebody get the trainer out? He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> we, we thought he, we thought he legitimately died, but they rolled him over and his eyes were open and he was blinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, he not dead. Well, he was blinking, but nobody was there. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the elevator the was door. out of service. There was no one there at all. I turned on, but no one's home. Um. That would be bad. Randy Orton, uh, tearing it, broken his collarbone when he got, um, Hoisted out of the ring by Triple H. Oh, yeah. Uh, This was um, Extreme Rules 2008. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You You heard that thud and the crackle. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, that was the ring. I'm like, no. And and then, like, the ref, ref, credit to the ref, I think it was Mike Chioda at the time. Mike Chioda knew something happened, and he went flying out of that ring. Like, by the time... Like you look, you and Randy was the, like the camera panned back to the ring. Uh-huh. Kyoto was already out. X was thrown to the back. Mm-hmm. Well, he counted Randy out, then he threw the X because because you could tell Randy's broke because Randy was just like, oh shit, I broke my collarbone. Yeah. Um, oh, and caveat for another rule: um, we are not going to state the obvious with Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing deaths. fatals. We're not talking. This is just injuries. We're not talking about deaths. Yeah. Another um, nasty, gruesome injury is the first of Stone Cold's broken necks. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was bad. The botched power bomb. Botched power driver. Yeah. Oh, and three six. Oh, and three sixteen. Although Jesus. the way they played that off. Was probably the best way to play it. Yeah. Because you had your top face mm-hmm. and a mid Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, an injury, a legitimate injury happens, and that mid Carter gets shot up into stardom. Yeah. To me, he got shot up to stardom the moment he feuded with Brett. But that's something else. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, the, the one that stands out to me the most is Sid. Breaking his tip and fib. Uh, jumping off jump, jumping off of Brett's rope. This you is, showed me that video. Yeah. And, oh, off the second rope. I, night- I had nightmares for a week. Ladies and gentlemen, that just shows you you need potassium. Oh, for the love of God. That's rope. Like, and calcium, too. Just, and just, calcium. Yeah, it, I mean, we've seen it with two NBA players. Paul George and uh, Sean Livingston. We watched, well, Sean Livingston Sean was the worst. Was, no, to me, the worst was the one that was uh, in the uh, national championship game. Oh, the college one? The college one. You can literally, he literally. He saw the bone. You can, he's playing, he's playing. He goes for a crossover. Next thing you hear from the camera that's all the way at the top of the stadium is snap, and then you see the bone poking out. But Ew! To, but to me, the but you want to know why I think Sean Livingston was the worst? Because he was this close to getting amputated. Yeah, true. 
meniscus, ACL, MCL, everything. Like his knee was just destroyed. Oh my god. So that's that's to me. But yeah, Sid, like Ooh. good grief. Speaking of injuries that you see on camera, mm-hmm. the one that stands out to me, and this was nightmare fuel for a month. All right, now we'll stick, let's stick with night, Nightmare Fuels. Okay, Nightmare Fuel. And then we'll go to specifics, and then perhaps career altering. Okay. Nightmare Fuel, Finn, after he got the Oh, where he popped his shoulder and back into something? Where he shot yeah. his... Ah! <laughs> like, when he... Like, I didn't... Like I, didn't um, I had to, like, slow it down and see where the injury happened, and, like... His arm was like hung onto mm-hmm. that freaking yeah, barricade. Yeah, where he when he landed, and he did everything right. Yeah, it was when just... you're landing like that, you want your arms over something like that mm-hmm. for the fear of if my arms aren't, it's going to break. Yeah, he just didn't have enough time to get his arm back. He was trying over. to alleviate the pressure from this from from uh, getting hit on the spine. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like taking a flat back bump. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Another one that's gruesome and nightmare fuel was Shane McMahon's concussion from Kurt Angle when he was being thrown into the King of the Ring 2001. Ooh. That match. Oh, when it botched the first time and it didn't break. Yeah. Oh, he landed right massive, on his head. You hear like, that dead, sickening thud? <laughs> I'm a Marine, ladies and gentlemen. That gives me nightmares. Uh, what about Spike Dudley when he missed the table? Oh, Jesus He took a powerbomb straight to the mat. Oh. Um, or how about Mae Young's, power, uh, Mae Young's uh, 3D? That wasn't an injury. That was the safest way she could have landed because Bubba took the brunt of the... Yeah, Bless. He did. But the way that they sold it, of oh, he, they broke her neck, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But another one that it sticks out to me, and this is moving away from Queens. Madams. Go ahead. From Madams, whatever. Uh, Forte, and this goes more into mine and yours, Forte. Mm-hmm. Kobayashi's death match. Where yeah. the piece of, gla- where the piece of uh, light tube gets stuck in his eye. Ew. True, very true. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're sick and twisted like we are and you enjoy watching people physically get hurt, just watch a Japanese, couple of de- Japanese death matches. Um, one Night Stand 2006, when uh, Terry Funk had to get cut out of the barbed wire and he oh. had that massive bruise on his, on his um, bicep. Or even worse, when Sabu ripped open his bicep in a barbed wire match with Terry Funk and ECW and got some tape and taped the MFR shut. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, he, Sabu, when it comes, <laughs> Sabu is used, used, he taped his bicep shut and he taped his jaw at one point to keep it in place. I was about to say, when you see see Sabu, Hayabusa, well, the late great Hayabusa, (coughs) and um, Masato Tanaka, Mm -hmm. and all those matches that they had, especially in FMW, Mm -hmm. which is pretty much Japanese hardcore. Okay. uh, Onita's promotion. All those welts 
and scars that, that, that have accumulated over the years, just watch IWA King of the Death match and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It is horrible to watch. How, did you make it through? I made it through King of the Death match. I didn't make it through a, a FMW. Oh, God. you That's when you tapped. Okay, we're... Speaking of... of oh, uh, sorry to interrupt, but another injury since we're talking about Extreme. Yes. Uh, when New Jack um, fell off the balcony. And all, when New Jack fell off the balcony and Vic Grimes. When Vic Grimes got thrown off the... Uh, mm-hmm. um, what's, what's, that, what's that thing called? Scaffold? Scaffold. On, and he missed like five tables going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good. And that's all 400 pounds going straight to the canvas. Yeah, that, that, ooh. You would, I, I'm feeling that for him. Even Jim Cornette had his own fair share of injuries because he took a bump off the scaffold and shattered his knee. The move. Yeah. Yep. Uh, go ahead. Um, speaking of, of tap out moments, mm-hmm. because you, you mentioned one. Um, I don't really think I have, well, it wasn't really an injury, it was a spot, but, the screwdriver. Oh, the, uh, Randy Orton twisting, uh, Jeff's yeah. elo. Yeah, that, do you That's have just, a... that's, that's not an injury, that's just cringe. Yeah, that's just cringe moments. Alright, so we'll... But, um, Table can, that one for another day. Yeah, so we, I think we got past the nightmare fuel yes. parts. Um, freak accidents. There were a few. There were a few. Um, Undertaker getting a, Undertaker uh, concussing himself against Brock. Um, <clears throat> another one uh, when Randy Orton caught his leg <clears throat> in the announcer's table as it was flipping over. Oops. It was on an episode of a SmackDown. Oh, I didn't see that one. And so Nielsen landing on his head Oops. from a backdrop from Randy. Because <laughs> um, Randy just tossed him. Just wee. Um, Brock Lesnar botching a moonsault. Yes. <laughs> that, WrestleMania 19. Yes, I remember seeing that. And it was me and a few of my high school friends down at this uh, place called the Oyster Pub in Daytona Beach. And we're all just sitting there, and we watched it. We all looked at each other going, we just witnessed a man die. And thankfully, Brock got up, but it was like, but still, there were a few moments there where we're like, we just saw a man die. We just saw a man die. Yeah, not great. Not great. Uh, Billy Kidman, when he uh, didn't stick the landing on his uh, shooting star press. Oh, God. In WCW. Mm. What about you, big man? You got any? Because there's some we've seen live. Yes. And we can get into that if needed. Let's see. Any other ones that stick out? Because we're going to get to career-altering injuries, and that will be more in detail. Oh, this really isn't gruesome more than kind of a... Well, we're talking about freak accidents. Freak accident? Charlotte popping her implant. Yes. Uh, Nia Jax, uh, shooting on Becky Lynch, breaking her face. Yep. That's another one. Still a good, it's still, uh, it was still a hot, it was a hot selling t-shirt for a it long was. time. Um, it really was. Let's see what her Oh! 
Randy Orton getting a chunk of his leg out. Yep. Um, the Brock Lesnar uh, right hook to Braun Strowman giving him a con- uh, small concussion. Mm-hmm. Or when Ali's eye bop- bumped off the edge of the table. And almost popped out. Ouchie. Uh, let's see, what are some other ones? Even the late great Vader had his eye popped out in a match against Stan Hansen. I remember that one. Uh, let's see. What else? Are there, what are they ones? Um, Outside of the fish. Champagne no. getting, uh, taking the pedigree the wrong way and landing on his head. Let's see, what are some other ones? Matt Hardy, or Jeff Hardy almost dying in Impact. Jumping from the... Aerostar taking the uh, 630 from uh, Andrew Edwards. Yep. No, that one was... Uh, yeah. That one was a little scary. But we gotta talk about the one freak accident that, in, that we all saw live. Mm. The Sammy Callahan baseball bat chair spot to Eddie Edwards. Yes. That was a legit... People will say, oh, Sammy shot was shooting on Eddie. No. That was a legit fuck up. No, because if, if Eddie... If- Callahan was going to shoot on Eddie. He wouldn't have hit the chair first. It's not sure. the first time in Impact that we've seen a baseball bat botch. Yeah. Uh, Bound for Glory 2007, uh, Kurt Angle was supposed to swing at Sting, and Sting was supposed to block the bat. Uh-huh. And he did, with his face. Oops. Yeah, so... Or the, the casual fan getting hit with shards from Jeff Jarrett's guitar. Mm-hmm. Also not great. Or a fan of impacts almost breaking their arm because of an Irish whip into the barricade. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we're going to cap this off with um, career-altering injuries. I'm going to name them. We're going to talk about them, okay? Fair. So first off, we're going to talk about Sting... Taking the buck, taking two buckle bombs, rattling his neck, yeah, forcing him to retire. Yep. Yeah, there's that one. That was. Let's talk about it real quick. That was, that was something that happened out of the blue to me because it's just like oh, Sting, because like I knew Sting was hurt. It's because he couldn't, because he couldn't like stand on his own power. Yes. And something went like the match quality just died. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What was your thoughts going into that? That was... Because this was supposed to be like a build-up into... This was supposed to be like a longer-standing feud. Mm -hmm. Um, To see how it ended, it was... You could kind of... You could tell that Seth felt terrible. But on the same token, it's like... It, it was one of those where I was, the match quality did die, and, it, and it was no one's fault, really. Um, it, it just, like, so much potential just went down, the, went down the tubes. Now, Big, do you think that Sting was already on borrowed wrestling time prior to that botch? Yes. Just because it had been... What, 
12, 13 years since somebody's seen him on well, TV? Well, I was about to say 28 years in the wrestling business. Yeah, I'm talking like between times of his impact to going back to WWE. True. I mean, uh, for, yeah, for, 14 years since he's been on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, that I am a WCW mark. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, there's one, two, three. Three people left from WCW that are still competing on main rosters. That's it. Yep. And they were three of the youngest in WCW. Mm-hmm. Being Jericho. AJ Styles. AJ. Well, yeah. So four. <clears throat> Jericho, AJ. Then there is um, Ray. Yeah. Forgot about that. And, uh, God, who's the fourth? It's on through my tongue. I mean, I want to say Chris Daniels, but he was a jogger. He was a jogger, so that doesn't count. I'm talking like mainstreamer. Because technically, mainstreamer. Do we want to count AJ. Steiner? Huh? Do we want to count Steiner? No. What about RVD? He's one, isn't he? No. From from Robbie V to Eight Days to the. He was a jogger. Okay. So we're talking like actual sports. Like, t- like had titles. Okay. There's only three that actually had titles that are still wrestling. AJ, Ray, and... AJ never held a title in WCW. Well, who, more prominent on the card. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Prominent on the card during that time. AJ, Ray, and Jericho. Yep. I agree. But that, that goes to show you that their age is going to catch up with them. Yeah. I was about to say, you could have included Triple H. Just saying. Yeah, and... And Regal, and but Regal's a manager now, so Regal's not Regal's Regal's not active, inactive, in, yeah, from in ring, yeah. Triple H is in essence retired from in ring. Mm-hmm. Undertaker, there's another one. He's in essence retired from in ring. As of right now, he is, but we don't know. Goldberg is another mm-hmm. one because he's part time. Yeah, he's a, a so ten cap, but for, for terms of full timers, I agree. There's three. There's only three full timers from the nineties mm-hmm. that are left from WCW. No, and there's he, another one. We eat Dustin Rhodes. That that was my original okay. third. Okay. So four. And, and if you look at it, mm-hmm. you can count the amount of people on your hand that were. In WWF at the time. Yeah. That are full-time. True. There's zero that were in the early 90s, early to mid-90s, before this pre-attitude era. Yeah, I I, I, I There's agree with zero you. that are left on the main, that are left in professional wrestling on main event card, or main cards. So that goes to show you that the wrestlers we grew up watching, they're getting old. I mean, they're in their late 40s, early 50s. Mid 50s. And I love Sting to death. Mm-hmm. But he should, he should have had his one match, he should have had his mania moment, and gone. Yeah, I think he should have stopped after 30, mania 31. Now, 
Karma can be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Seth. <laughs> House show. Yeah. Uh, this was after, obviously, after that pay-per-view leading into Survivor Series. No. This was the following year. So, because um, he was supposed to fight, face... Uh, this was uh, after Hell in a Cell, he faced Kane in one. He was trying to do a... Uh, he did a sunset flip from the top rope. Oh, with Kane. With Kane, trying to put him through a table and landed wrong on his knee. And was out for a year. Yeah, he missed Mania. He was out for a he year. Was not, not a year. I would say like nine months or so. Right, Up was, until Extreme Rules the following year. It was over a year. Because not over injury, a year. That injury happened after November Mania. 2015. He came back in May of 2016. For some reason, that doesn't seem like the right time. May or June. Because remember, he fought Roman... Because it was in 2015 when he was on top. He missed Mania, came back after his after Roman's second match with AJ Styles when he interfered. Oh, that's right. So, when he went all brunette. And, <laughs> but, um, has that alternate... Has that altered Seth's career... No. <laughs> yes and no. Go it ahead. Has, it, to, to me, it hasn't. Okay, why hasn't? He's back on the top. He's back on top. Okay. You? Yeah, uh, I say yes and no. Okay. Yes, because you can kind of tell that he's they're they're working him very carefully. Mm. They're putting him with a posse. They're they're really protective of him, and because his style of wrestling has not changed completely. I mean, they did bring back the curb stomp and all that, which is which is fine. But on the same token, it's like his his speed has not changed at all. His move set didn't really change that much. Yeah. So yes. It it altered his career, but you can kind of tell it's not the way he wanted it because he still thinks he can go at that pace he was going before. And while it did kind of put a few things in, pers- while the injury and the time off did put a few things in perspective, he's still Seth freaking Rollins at the end of the day. He's going to do what he wants. So now let's get to some more prominent career altering injuries. One of them being Sean. They get two up top of my head. Ooh. I was gonna name them all, and if oh. I'll, I'll name them, and if the ones I forget, you okay. fill them in. Now, Shawn Michaels taking that bump off the casket at Royal Rumble '98. Oof. This to me was a huge altering because not only did he slim down on his weight, he was gone for four years. Yes. After Mania, dropping the belt to Austin. So. How did you see his change in style? How do you see his wrestling ability evolved from that Matt from Prime Sean to Ruthless Aggression Sean? Well, for starters, he went clean. That's first true. and foremost. Mm-hmm. So anytime, let's face it, anytime a wrestler goes sober or goes clean after wrestling for so long, using senses regardless of what you or they may think. He's also found salvation, too. Mm-hmm. And that led up to arguably one of the coolest 
WrestleMania entrances. Oh yeah, dark versus light. Yes. <laughs> the way it should have been done with that freaking tag team, the god tag team match. Oh my gosh, let's not talk about that. But anytime a wrestler has to relearn mm-hmm. how to wrestle, because his style changed, yes, his style evolved, but he was no longer as fast. He wasn't as agile. His body was literally breaking down on him. Would you say he was more technical? More cautious. Okay. More cautious than technical. Alright. Still had his sweet chin music. Still had his DDT. Still had all of that. But he just wasn't the same Sean. Yeah. What about you, Mac? I I kind of agree. I I do see I do recall uh seeing that he did move towards a technical style and he only brought like the sweet chin music, the elbow drop and the DDT out when it was necessary. There was definitely more of a excuse me, a push more towards psychology mm-hmm. in his matches. Um, even with his big beef with Triple H, right. there, if you really pay attention, there wasn't a lot of wrestling per se. There was, but there, it was just, it was more on the emphasis of this is personal, this is a fight. And there wasn't a lot of wrestling moves. It was just a lot, a majority of the time it was two guys Beating the unholy crap out of each other with one elbow drop. I agree. And that was the elbow drop to end them all, pretty much. So, uh, Edge. Mm-hmm. He did a spear on Del Rio, <clears throat> I think. When uh, this this is like leading up to uh, either Extreme Rules or Mania twenty seven. He ended up retiring after that. Yes. Nine years later, he's back at the Rumble. Yep. I think it's too early to speak on how he altered everything, but in terms of how he performed at the Rumble, you can clearly see he's take he's not afraid to take bumps. Right. But he is protecting himself more, especially on the spears. He's leaning more in with the shoulders now instead of his neck. Which is how he should have done it to begin with. Yeah. Big? I would agree with that. Um, going up to that, and how it literally put him on the shelf for, what, 15 years? Not 15 years. Nine. Nine years. Almost ten years. But, I mean, that goes into a whole caveat of other wrestlers who've had that same similar injury, which is now known as the Edge Syndrome. Spinal stenosis. Uh, Paige had it, Mm -hmm. and she has not been the same ever since. No. So... That's leading into career-ending injuries. Uh-huh. Bret Hart got that stiff kick from Goldberg, giving him a concussion. Yep. To me, that was the end of Bret Hart's career. Yes. This is 1999, Starcade. He ended up uh, still being involved in storylines and whatnot, even wrestling a match afterwards. But clearly, you can see he was not all there. Right. And then he ended up having a stroke in 2003 mm-hmm. because he wasn't taking it easy on himself. No, he he thought he could still go hard. And 
yeah. he never took a break. He never took a break. And he just kept going. And that's the thing is just like you... And what I'm really glad that a lot of the younger wrestlers are... Our, our generation of wrestlers are doing now is that they're understanding, oh, crap, my, I, my body will only last so long before it starts to really break down. Yes. And I think Edge was kind of like the big wake-up call mm-hmm. for a lot of them. Um, like when Paige announced her retirement for the same thing, because she had already had neck surgery. And then she got that stiff kick from Sasha mm-hmm. on the house show. Still mad about it. But I but you know what? At least she had the presence of mind to say, I can't keep doing this. And now she's she made she's made her own makeup line. She's made her own t shirt line. She's on Fox uh, WWE backstage. She's still doing well for herself. So glad that she's had that presence of mind to say, you know what, I can't keep doing this. Do I feel like she still wants to get back in the ring? I'm pretty sure she does, but on the same token, she's got her boyfriend, she's got her dogs, she's got her makeup line, she's doing well for herself. So, I don't think she's going to be in a hurry to try and get back to that anytime soon. But if she, but should I ever hear that oh so famous screech of her entrance theme music, I will be happy. But until then, I'll just be happy for her. Now, speaking of neck injuries, Kurt Angle is a pretty interesting story. Because I think after 2003, we just, he's, his, his, um, whole thing like he stayed safe for a little while mm-hmm. but the addiction came along with painkillers because he was in so much pain and then when he went to tna and cranked it back up again yeah and like he immediately burned himself out right and i saw it in front of my very eyes especially in 2015 but he was on and off on and off on and off then came 2017 and he's just not the same because if you look at his body his arms desperately atrophied away because of how bad his neck was. Yeah. And that is something of his own admission. That he admitted that he's like, I just... Again, classic case of, I just went too hard. And that is something that... Because of... You know, we talked about that earlier with breaking news with Xavier Woods. He... You know, when you're injured, there there is a point where you start to get a, like a little bit in your own head and you start getting a little stir crazy. I understand that. But on the same token, you have to constantly remind yourself of, okay, I have this thing I had to have surgery for. Mm-hmm. I need to slow myself down. And I can also understand, you know, after, especially neck uh, injuries and neck surgery, after rehabbing and all that, you spent all this time rehabbing yourself, forcing yourself to slow down, and then you try to go back into wrestling. It's difficult. 
whereas Kurt Angle just was like, nope, and just kept right on trucking along, and that's what ended him. Now, I know we're not talking about Jason Jordan because we haven't seen his neck injuries, but apparently, according to Kurt Angle, he's actually been uh, training, and he actually got himself back into shape. Oh, good for him. So. We might be seeing him soon. Maybe. Uh, Props to stem cell research. Cool. Um, Jesse Sorensen? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. This was a gut. This was a gut check, I think. Yeah, he was. The, he was the All American football boy. Yeah. It was, you know, he was the squeaky clean kid. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone Fight loved him. Baby fist. Oh yeah. And he had that gruesome injury that pretty much hospitalized him. And kept him away from the business for a long time. Yep. He came back a couple of years ago, which is good for him. But, you know, those are the scarier ones where they literally hospitalize you for a long time. Oh, yeah. It like, was it was like nerve mm-hmm. uh, damage. I think he said, I think there was, correct me if I'm wrong, there was, it had something to do with his spine. It wasn't just his neck. It was his spine as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember. No, it is. And um, same with, I think, Buff Bagwell, where he took a powerbomb wrong at, from Kevin Nash and uh, had massive damage to his spine, and he was out for a year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he still wrestled the same. So, But I think the biggest one is uh, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Because he, the plane crash, where yeah. he broke his back. You know, if that didn't happen... We would be talking about Ric Flair, the super heavyweight. That's true. Homeboy was 300 pounds before that happened. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. He was a lumbering heavyweight. Didn't know that. Yeah, so he definitely changed his style. Like, he is, I'm pretty sure, like, think about it. You see him, t- you see him take that, you know, overhead bump. He uh-huh. never lands straight on his back. No. Nope. That's why. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anything, anything that you can uh, recall in terms of career altering or career ending injury? Um, those were really it. Besides Magnum TA when he had the bicycle crash in the eighties. Um. That's the most missed potential though, because he was like on his way to becoming something. I think he was what U.S. champion at the time, and he had that bicycle accident and just ended his career. He cut, he cut it short. Yeah, that was that was sad, but. For the most part, it's like, I can't really think of any more that just stand out in my brain. Yeah. Um, obviously, we, you know, you watch wrestlers now with the knee braces and things like that. And, you know, that could alter your, your like, you, the Matt, way you wrestle and all that. Matt Seidel breaking his foot in, two, in, like, multiple places. Yeah. Put on shoes, bro. Um, <laughs> but it's... I can't really think of any more off the top of my head. I'm sure there's plenty more, and I'm sure everybody listening is going to invite a right. going to be on the Facebook group later, being like, "Hey, what about this injury that happened, or this one, or this one, or this one?" We just want to name the, the you know, mm-hmm. just the tops that we've known. Yeah. Or, you know what comes to our minds when it comes to injuries, but that just shows you that you know, for those people who say, "Oh, wrestling is fake and it's all scripted," I'm like, to an extent that is true, but you can also get severely. 
injured right. and hurt to where it could not only alter your career but also alter your life. Yes. My main, uh, just the top one, is draws. Oh. Draws off mm-hmm. when he when uh, he was wearing ill-fitting gear and D'Lo couldn't grip him tight to do the power bomb. Mm-hmm. Home, now he's paralyzed from the waist down, and he has been for twenty-one years. Yeah. So that. So that just goes to show that, you know, they take risks. They put their bodies on the line. Yes. You know? For your entertainment. Yes. So just keep that in mind. And, and next time someone tells you, oh, wrestling fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of, partially, they're right. But the injuries are very, 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 very real. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to get to our main event of the evening. Stay tuned. Are you ready? It is your main event of the evening. Now, um, Big Daddy was talking about uh, things that have happened on Impact Wrestling recently. Uh, well, two, in fact, because I added one. Mm-hmm. Uh, major news. Um, tapings. Uh, Joseph Ryan. Who the hell is that guy? Formerly known as freaking Dick, the master of Dick Fu. Yes, no longer. Now. The the king of Dong style is dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pulling what? a right to censor on you. What? 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 Okay, this is like the Godfather becoming the dead father. This does not compute. No, <clears throat> I think it was just the higher ups like, oh, you can't do that anymore. Or we're trying to get PC, so we're gonna because because RVD banned pretty much Impact from Twitch and all that. Well, then fire RVD, and while you're at it, fire his hoe girlfriend. While you're at it, girlfriends, girlfriends, wife, whatever the fuck. I don't care. Just okay. Sorry, pardon my French, but it's like, I don't, if, if RVD is the problem, you get rid of the problem. You don't be, you don't sit there and it's like, well, this guy got us banned on Twist, Twitch, why don't we just ruin this other guy's character that he is basically known for for many, many years, or. Honestly, he's known for other things too. Yeah, I mean it, but still, it's like hmm. that's the character that he basically created, mm-hmm. and you're goofing it up because of some one different. Al brain hurts. All I know is that you know, as as long as it's better than the that '70s team, then I'm okay with it. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, watch Wrestling Society X on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's how far I know Joey Ryan. Mm-hmm. But in other news, Knockout's mm-hmm. champion, mm. and I saw the match. Mm-hmm. It was very convoluted, <laughs> but Jordan Grace won. Now the question is going to be, mm-hmm. what's next for a certain former Knockout's champion? Rematch and off to north to the north. We don't know. I mean, off to the south. The north. They're based in Canada. That's not what I'm talking about. Anyway, what do you think's in there in her future, madam? Whatever the heck she wants at this point. 
She's going to go down in history as of right. She's going down in history right now of being the longest knockouts champion. Uh, a reign that has surpassed um, Taryn Terrell. She has a great character, a great gimmick. She's a good personality. And we know she can work. So she can do... At this point, she basically can do whatever the hell she wants. Whatever makes her happy, that's what I'm okay with. Big? Uh, I think she's going to go down south and join her heavy with and the Fed. Okay. Um, oh, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Ken Shamrock is going into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. As he should be. Okay. First episode of Impact, he won the Rumble, the Battle Royal, whatever, Mm -hmm. to become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Mm -hmm. Picking off what we now know as Impact, so why not? That makes sense to me. I mean, it's just like Gail Kim winning, being the first ever Knockouts Champion, and... You know, she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as much, you know, just like she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, so does Ken Shamrock. Well, Gil Kim is in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> Ugh, brain not working. Alright, so I do have a uh, video recommendation. Mm. Uh, Chris Van Vliet, YouTube channel, watch his interview on P- with PCO. Nice. I would also recommend his uh, Vampira. It's a little long, but that's because when Vampiro gets going, you can't shut him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in, and we will catch you the next time we do this. That'll be a three-sweet. We're out. Bye, y'all.